gorgeous. Welcome to Way Society, where we are answering the question, who am I? I'm your host, Lindsay Means, and this season is all about the incredible stories of soulpreneurs who are on a journey to their soul. During our intimate conversations, you'll learn how these solopreneurs have gotten where they are, tangible tips for you on your own journey, plus human design knowledge in each and every episode. I'm so grateful that you're here. Now let's get started. Welcome to today's episode of the podcast. I am so excited to have my client James here. James is an emotional projector with a 3-5 profile, and he believes that anything is possible as long as we never lose our belief in ourselves, which I absolutely love. James is a balayage specialist in Austin, Texas, and he was one of my first hairstylist clients. And I'm so excited to share your story and to have a beautiful conversation. Thank you, James, for being here and sharing your story with us. I appreciate you. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you so, so much. And I want to go ahead and start this podcast by asking you a question. What has been the most pivotal moment of your life so far? I feel like the most like pivotal moment that I've had um, this far actually occurred in about 2016 or 17. Um, I moved from a very, very small town, um, Rockdale, Texas, to be exact. Um, I moved here originally for college. So I was actually going to go to school to study psychology. Um, And upon moving to Austin, I actually got involved um, in the drag scene um, while I was in college. Um, I feel like that opened up like a lot of doors for me just because like all this time, like when I was in my small town, I was kind of just like really like closed off and kind of like closeted. Um, So I feel like when I actually started doing drag, it kind of like furthered my um, identity just a little bit. Um, And I feel like honestly, it led me into actually doing hair. Um, So I had been taught like a lot of my life that college was the way as many people are, are taught when we're children. Um, and then when I moved to Austin, um, I actually decided to leave psychology and actually follow my passion to go do hair. Um, but I think that that was the most pivotal moment because when I was doing drag, that led me into exploring a little bit more. And I think it took me back to some of my like childhood past of what I used to do. And so it led me to a question of, you know, what am I really passionate about? What do I enjoy doing? What do I really have fun actually um, doing? And what do I want to do for the rest of my life? I think that's another like valid question we have. Um, And so it further led me into actually doing hair um, and following my passion. And I feel like that honestly was the most pivotal because it led me to my passion of doing hair. Oh my gosh. I didn't know that story. And that's such a beautiful story. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my gosh. So in your, in your bio, you, I have everyone write a little bio about themselves whenever I set up this, uh, these interviews. And you said that when I was little, I painted nails and did braids and buns at all of your brother's baseball games. (laughs) And since since you've been little, you've been fascinated with hair. So I'm curious when, did you kind of forget that dream for a little while and thought you had to choose the go the college route? Did you forget about it? And then being in the drag scene and and connecting with yourself more, you started remembering it? 
Yeah. So I feel like for a while, um, a lot, I know this is going to sound pretty crazy, but I felt like, you know, um, college was the way. And I felt like I was honestly like, kind of like money hungry versus more of like following the passion. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like definitely like when I started like playing with my identity and changing things and really like exploring, I feel like most definitely it kind of made me remember a little bit. I just remember, you know, um, one day, like sitting in the college parking lot, um, in my vehicle and I picked up the phone and like, I called my mom and I was like, Hey, like, (laughs) I don't think I can do this anymore. Like, I just really don't want to be here. I'm not happy. And I feel like I absolutely need to move away from this and actually follow a passion. And so I think in that moment, like it really, like I I definitely remembered it brought back identity. It brought back um, just feeling what I was passionate about. And I I most definitely think that correlates. And I think definitely exploring did in fact um, transform that. Oh, that is so beautiful. And you have a defined G center, So that makes sense because the G center, we generally have a fixed direction in life and like this identity of who we are. And when we suppress that, when, when we do things for other people and we're not staying true to us, you've said identity multiple times and you were trying to put on this, this cloak or take on this identity of other people and culture and potentially family. And that's what we often do. So congratulations for saying no I'm not happy this doesn't feel good and following your heart and following what you want to do and look at you now this is so I'm so excited to share your journey um the way that we met was I was doing my hashtag shuffle I was doing my connection strategy that I do and you had followed me and it's very interesting because I I was, all of my marketing was geared to the feminine side, like more connecting with women. And whenever I, like, I remember specifically, I send messages to everyone who follows me and I'm pretty sure I sent you a message. And then one day I just felt this call to reach out to you and you weren't really my target market at the time. I just felt like I needed to reach out to you. We started talking and then we started working together and I share that because it's so powerful. Like, even if you don't think someone fits into your perfect box of who you serve or whatever, it's our bodies. It's our, my sacral that led me to you. And then you connected and resonated with me. And I've been able to give you knowledge and support to help you thrive behind the chair, which has been such a beautiful thing. So I'm curious. When we met, you took a program of mine called the Dream Client Accelerator. And I'm so curious to hear where, could you share a little bit about where you were when we first met and what inspired you or motivated you to invest in yourself and get a coach? Absolutely. So um, I distinctly remember this moment because again, it was another like really pivotal moment for me. Um, but really where I was, um, I was very, very unconfident. Um, I believe it was probably around December of last year. And so, um, I remember like I had zero clients, like I had maybe like one to two people that I would see. Um, I was a front desk worker and I, at that moment was like super, super inspired just to grow. I was like, whatever it takes, I don't care. Like, I just need assistance and I need help. 
And I remember like always like seeing your work pop up. And I remember hearing some of your stories and like really being driven towards like human design. And so at that moment, I was like, really, what do I have to lose? Like if I was to invest in this program, how well could that actually help me? And what could be the benefit of actually taking it by the horns and just like, and like basically forcing myself to kind of grow. And so I really feel like at that moment in my life, I was just at a point where I was kind of like stuck. I felt like I couldn't really like do it on my own. And I knew that if I was going to make a change, it would definitely require like some sort of assistance. Um, because I really don't think that I wholeheartedly like knew like just how like powerful I was. And I felt like I almost needed like a little bit of a push to be like, Hey girl, like go out there, do it. Like you're, you're super, super awesome. You're worth it. And I think that just in that moment, I was kind of like lost. And so I feel like that's what kind of like really inspired to like reach out. Oh, wow. And that is amazing. And you know what? Like, that is such a beautiful, inspiring story to anyone listening who's in the same position. And that's scary. It's scary to invest in yourself. And I, I don't even think I knew the. So I have to celebrate you so freaking much right now because you have been on fire and you have taken everything that I've shared with you and you've expanded on it and you've made it your own and you have just like, seriously, I've been so impressed with you. If you were only having a couple of clients around December, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I remember seeing a post of yours that you're booked out like for two or three months and you have a client list of like 250 people. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am. Oh my God. Like, (laughs) so you went from basically like working front desk, not really taking many clients to being booked out and having a client list of 250 people. And also those people are your dream clients. Like you only do the hair that you love, which is so powerful. And you've leveled up at your salon multiple times too, right? Absolutely. I'm currently level three at my salon. Oh my God. And what level were you at when we started working together in December? Um, So I was actually at level one. So um, I work for like a summit salon. So it's basically driven kind of like by sales and basically like hitting goals and quotas. So I started out at ground zero level one where all the new talent comes in. Mm, I absolutely love that. Now, Can you share a little bit about, because some of the work that we did together was on social media and learning how to connect with your soulmate clients. So in December, you had mentioned that you weren't as confident and you weren't maybe sure of yourself or recognizing how powerful you are. How was it for you when... I share like reaching out to potential clients. How did that feel for you going from like, what built your confidence? How, what made it to where, cause right now you don't really do much on Instagram. You just have people coming in all the time. And we had talked before we started recording how you were so nervous to connect with people and now you don't have to really do much. So can you share like, how did it feel and how quickly did you start seeing results by putting yourself out there? 
Absolutely. So um, I think me and you have went over this a few times and I think it's kind of like an ongoing joke between us. Like whenever I send you a like personalized message with my voice, I'm always like, look at me, like I'm finally doing it. Um, But at first, like definitely I felt kind of um, displaced and just a little bit like unconfident. Um, I felt like it was kind of one of those things where I was scared to reach out because of the fear of just like sending this audio message and maybe potentially like not really getting a response or maybe like, you know, not really hitting the spot that I needed to hit. And so I feel like at first I was very, very apprehensive, but as the time went on and I started actually doing it, I think that it kind of forced me just a little bit like out of my comfort zone. And it kind of, honestly, it's going to sound a little weird, but I feel like it almost like made me more confident at the fact that, Hey, maybe this person won't reply, but my mindset has kind of shifted just a little bit to where it's more like, okay, if this person doesn't reply, it's not for me. And so I feel like now um, I'm able to just like clearly go through and do that. But at first, definitely it was hard. But um, I feel like I started seeing results almost like instantaneously. It wasn't necessarily like all the time, but definitely the results were there. And I think with the number of people that maybe like I reached out to, of course, only a few replied back, but with those few replies, it was pretty much almost instantly. I feel like maybe around like week three, week four, I started getting a few more replies, but overall it was a pretty quick result. Mm, I love that. And I remember that time because I was creating and uh, experimenting with my client connection strategy. And I'm a manifesting generator. And so I was going about this strategy from a manygen generator way. And I specifically remember telling you like the hashtag shuffle you were pretty cool with. But when I was like, just send a voice message to people, you were like, that doesn't really feel good to me and your projector. So you are really pivotal in helping expand my mind of, Oh, as a projector, you're designed to be recognized. You're designed to be invited. You're, you're that lighthouse. that's just like, here I am. And the, the tugboats just are automatically tra- like, uh, attracted and magnetized to you. Right. Lighthouses don't go out and get the tugboats and drag them in. So that was really powerful for me to recognize. So I shifted my whole entire uh, strategy to cater to you. And I'm curious as to, so what I suggested to you was show off yourself, like talk about all the things you're good at, recognize yourself, show up, show up on stories, show, show up on your feed. How, how did that feel when I started to encourage you to, sh- to show off more? Because I do remember you didn't really have as much of a presence as you do now. So could you describe how that, that shift felt? Absolutely. So um, again, like when I first started, I think that you know, showing up on film or showing up through audio message, it was weird to me. Um, I know that, again, that probably has to go back with a little bit of the unconfidence of maybe not being accepted. Um, But at the same time, I feel like that shift was very pivotal um, because the moment that I started actually, you know, posting myself, posting more videos and actually like, like you had kind of said, you had encouraged me 
on those posts to kind of go through and more clearly communicate what it is that I actually did, whether that was video or through post. But at first, again, the, the shift was a little bit scary, but now honestly, like I really actually enjoy and have fun, like actually being behind camera. Um, if you talk to any of my apprentices, like anytime that we're like in the salon and we're actually like working together, I'm like, today's a content day. We're going to film, we're going to do this. And so now I actually enjoy it because I think that I took that confidence and I really just like flipped it in my favor and just kind of told myself, like, regardless of the outcome of whatever happens, like you said, I'm showing myself off. So there's going to be one, maybe two, maybe 50,000 people that are really, really excited about what it is that I have to clearly communicate to them and show off about myself. Mm, And that is so beautiful. And can you, when you started doing this, because you started utilizing your hashtags, you started getting really clear on who you were speaking to, uh, you were speaking to clients, and you also have a goal to be an educator. And I remember you telling me that behind the chair reached out to you. I was like, hey, do you want to start educating for us or whatever happened? And I was like, oh, my God, like, look at you doing all like getting all this recognition and being a projector, that's how you're designed. So did you start kind of when you've made that shift and you started showing off and being more confident and talking about what you loved, is that kind of when you started getting more of that recognition from, from major brands in the industry? So absolutely. So um, basically like with the behind the chair, like what, what the program was, was to kind of like send like little sample boxes of just to kind of like let like smaller artists kind of like try out some new things and try out, you know, different products and things like that. Just an opportunity to really like create some content with the things that were sent. Um, But most definitely when I started like really, I think it was more so when I started posting more video content Um, with myself, especially I go through certain videos and almost always like the videos that get more of the recognition are actually the videos that contain myself. And so I feel like through that, um, I've been able to really connect with bigger people on the platform, um, by just showing off myself and maybe like being a little bit more authentic, but most definitely when I started actually showing up versus just posting like a hair photo being like balayage for the summer book with me um I think that's like kind of like when it really shifted because then it became more of like okay this person may have like some of the something of value or maybe like a story that would resonate or you know cause a spark of inspiration for people so I think most definitely when the videos and more of myself went on my page that's most definitely when I saw the switch into getting more into that realm of trying to connect with more educators Mm, that was some gold right there. Like when I started showing up more and showing off who I am and showing off my personality, that's when all of these offers started happening. And if you're a projector listening, this is how you're designed. Like your theme for life is success as a projector and you don't have to work hard to do it. (laughs) Right, right. Absolutely. And that's the beautiful thing of harnessing. You've learned how to harness your energy and how to work with it instead of working against it. And that's such a beautiful thing. And multiple times during this conversation, you've talked about how you felt the fear and you did it anyways. And 
That is so powerful. You, you and I both have an undefined spleen center. So that means our spleen center is white and the spleen center is all about fear and survival and awareness, intuition. And so we're designed to face our fears. Every single fear that you face, you get stronger and stronger. And so that message of yours, like I felt the fear of investing in myself and I did it anyways. I felt the fear of sending an audio message to some random stranger online and I did it anyways. And I felt the fear of showing up authentically as me and I did it anyways. And look at everything that happened to you because of that. That is just such a beautiful example of living by your design so, so much. So speaking of human design, how, how has, what has been the biggest impact on your life by knowing your human design? Yeah. So I feel like with human design, like the biggest impact that has really changed for me is exactly what I think a lot of people talk about. And it's listening to your body. Um, I feel like a lot of times, like, before I knew what human design really was, I knew my body was like talking to me, but it was almost like that. It was almost like, okay, well, it's just my body. So I don't really have to listen. Like I can just do it anyway, you know? <laughs> uh, but I think the biggest impact honestly is my confidence. Um, I feel like for many, many years, I have struggled with like severe anxiety and just like kind of like causing myself to go into a panic and a spiral over things that I know I shouldn't really be um, my body shouldn't be reacting the way that it is. So the biggest impact is learning to just like listening to my body. And honestly, now when my body is like, no, I'm like, absolutely not. I am not getting involved. I'm not doing it. I won't touch it. Um, <laughs> and I feel like that was the biggest impact because now I'm, I'm more confident because I know that everything that I put myself into is meant for me as long as my body is reactive and receptive the way that I think it should be. Mm, that is so powerful too. Out of the head into the body is what I always say. Now, I'm curious, being an emotional authority, an emotional influencer, how did you feel when you learned that? What was your relationship with emotions before you learned that you got an emotional wave and you're transmitting emotions all of the time? I'm so curious. Yeah. So I feel like definitely like that honestly is a very good question. Um, just because like a lot of the times, especially since I'm emotional driven, I have moments of like funk that I'm just like, no, like this is my, <laughs> um, and it's, it's kind of like my lower frequency kind of like wave. Um, so back before I kind of knew what it was, I was kind of like, I was concerned because I was like here one moment and then I was like down the next. And so honestly, I kind of felt like oh shit, like maybe I'm just like depressed. Like, you know, like maybe I'm just like going through these waves of emotions because of a like fear or imbalance or anything like that. But now since I kind of know, I feel like my relationship has changed again, just because I know now that those emotions are completely normal. They're not something to be scared of. They're not something to drive you away or to say that it's not right what you're doing. I think now my relationship with my emotions is just, just that it's just an emotion. And so whether I feel really excited or whether I feel really scared, I know that that's just a feeling and it's not really necessarily going to contribute to the outcome of what I'm trying to do. So I feel like emotionally now I'm just smarter. I can understand that. Okay. It's, it's okay to not win all the time. It's okay. <laughs> be on top all the time. And so I kind of just accept the fact that 
it's not always going to be rosy. It's not always going to be like all like this. And if it is, it's probably not going to be that great. So I've just learned to accept that I am an emotional being, um, definitely have emotions. And I feel like now that I've accepted that I'm able to clearly like just breathe. Mm, that is so beautiful. Accepted. I mean, that's truly what it is. We, we stuff those feelings down because we think that's wrong. And right. as an emotional being, just be happy. I'm using air quotes right now is not possible. It's Absolutely. not. And do you have any advice for someone who is, has just learned that they're an emotional authority and who has maybe felt similar to you? Do you have any advice for them on how to accept the lows or could you either two parts, could you share how to accept the lows and then some things that you do for yourself when you're in a low? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I feel like really in a, in a person who may be in that position, like, it is all about acceptance. Um, the lows are okay. It's totally warranted and valid to be in that low. Um, I would say, you know, typically when I feel like I'm in a low, I just listen to what my body kind of needs. So a lot of times when I'm in a low, um, I feel like it very much so is scary for sure. Um, but I feel like the more that you just accept it and you ride the low versus trying to force yourself to get out of the low, mm -hmm. I feel like the transition will always be easier. Um, I used to be that person that would be like, I can't be upset. I read so many health, like self-help books. I'm phenomenal. Like, why am I upset? Um, but honestly, now that I know that the low is just part of the journey and it's always going to be that way, you just have to learn to accept it. Acceptance is going to be one of those things where um, it's really going to transform you when you accept it. I feel like that was when it all changed for me. So now when I am in a low, um, I would consider some of my lows, like not really feeling validated maybe on social media. So when I don't, when I start feeling those feelings, I almost just back off a little bit. Cause I know that the reason I'm feeling that way isn't necessarily that I'm not actually validated. It's just that I'm having some type of low frequency with Within myself. And so take a step back, really assess what it is that you're feeling low about and understand that it's okay and just accept it and you'll get through it. Mm, that is so beautiful and such a powerful point. Get off social media. Yes. <laughs> I yes. told you that. I remember you have come a couple coaching calls we've had or check-ins that we've had. You're like, I haven't really been doing Instagram because I've just been taking a break from it. And I'm like, hell freaking yeah, like take grace. that break. Don't force Absolutely. yourself. Acceptance equals grace. If you don't feel like posting or feel like being on social media, then don't do it. And right. if you're in a low, <laughs> you might affect other people too. So it's probably Absolutely. Like, yeah. sometimes it's good to stay by yourself and to work through those things. What were you going to say? I was going to say, like, the one thing to me is, like, I am so much more about, like, quality versus quantity. So, like, I know that when I'm in a low, I'm probably going to pick, like, pictures and videos that really don't depict, like, my best because I'm just kind of forced to post it versus posting authentically when I'm on a high and my body's like, hell yeah, post that video. Um, so that's another big thing that I like to capitalize on social media is, like, if you're not feeling it, don't do it because you're not going to probably post out, like, your best version of yourself. Mm -hmm, 100% and your energy it's the vibration that you're in and as an emotional 
you're an emotional influencer, you're influencing the people around you and they feel you and your clients feel you, people feel you. And so it's a beautiful thing to be able to just accept yourself and say, I'm just going to be by myself for now, or I'm just going to not worry about Instagram and it'll be there when you get back. Or you could share those things. Like that's a beautiful, a beautiful, you can authentically connect with people because you've been there and you know how it feels and you can support other people and you can show other people it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be depressed. And I always tell everyone like the magic is in the low. There's so much magic in that low and just be kind to yourself and give yourself grace, cry, yell, scream, (laughs) whatever you need to do to move that energy through you. I'm, I'm a non-emotional being, but I'm moving a lot of emotions that have been trapped and stagnant in my body. And I just randomly start bawling my eyes out every now and again. And I'm just like, I was in the grocery store the other day crying and I was just like, (laughs) Well, this is it. Like this right. is an emotion. Here's me. No, <laughs> here's me. <laughs> no, no one really asked me if I was okay, which was like <laughs> always like my orange. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm just bawling my eyes out. Um, but moving those emotions through you, it's just energy. It just wants I mean, emotions, I like to think of it as like they're playing with us and the lows help us appreciate the highs. It's truly, you can't know joy until you know sadness. And sadness is joy. And so when you recognize that, it's such a beautiful thing. Mm, I love it. So I'm really curious, what are some unique skills that you have that has helped you behind the chair to be successful? Absolutely. Um, I feel like one of my biggest skills um, probably is my communication. I feel like a lot of times, sometimes I go a little overboard. Like I'm like, I'm mixing up this because of this and this. Um, Honestly, like I feel like my communication is one of the things that has set me really far apart from just like being um, like just an average hairdresser. I feel like honestly, like being able to clearly communicate my thoughts and feelings and things about certain situations involving hair or whether it's personal has really helped advance me. I think people are really, really drawn to a clear communicator. Um, I feel like another thing, and I think this has always been just um, like a part of me since I was little. Now I definitely recognize it more, Um, but I think wholeheartedly I'm an empath. And I think for the longest, I was like, I hate being able to know how people feel. Mm -hmm. Like I Um, But now I think being an empath, I'm better able to like read situations and like maybe, and I know we've discussed this before, maybe some past hair traumas that have happened in the past from different things. And I feel like being an empath has definitely helped me be able to resonate in certain people's situations and things that they may be a little bit more scared of. Um, The other thing, I feel like I am generally pretty good with... um, 
goodness, I got lost on my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um, but yeah, I would, I would say, you know, em- like my empathy and my communication are one of my strongest skill sets. And then just a matter of like, just my personality. Like, I honestly don't know if that would be considered a skill set, but I definitely think I have a very bright personality. And I think a lot of the times that that is what really ups my experience. So I feel like I'm able to provide like a really fun and good experience with just good energy. And I think those would probably be my top three. Mm, I love that communication is everything. And something, something I love about you, I've experienced James did my hair, he's my hairstylist. And (laughs) I, I experienced he didn't treat I was I was kind of like, okay, is he gonna treat me like a normal client? Or is he gonna treat me like his coach? And he treated me like a normal client. And I got to, and you took control. And I was like, Ooh, I love you just, you're a master of your domain. And it is so powerful. And you have, you actually have an open throat. So the open throat, you're connecting the majority of your clients are probably going to have their throat defined or your assistant may have it. So you have access to that throat power at the salon but you're kind of like a mirror. So when you have an open throat, you take on some of the throat identities of the people around you. So you kind of speak to your each individual client in the way that they speak. So you're kind of reflecting back to them. Right. And you have this very authoritative sort of way that you, you take control. And for anyone listening, whether you're a hairstylist or solopreneur, when you are the authority and you take control, you're like, this is what we're doing. This is what's going on. This is why I'm mixing this. This is, this is this. You are showing that you're the authority and that creates so much trust. You're also helping them make decisions, which people are in decision fatigue so often. So we have to make so many decisions all day long. And by the time you get to your 3 p.m. hair appointment, you're like, I don't know, just like, just do it. Just give me what I want. (laughs) And so being empathic, using your communication skills and being attentive is so powerful. So and you're, you're all about the experience, too. You were so good about like just checking in with me and I didn't worry that my hair was over processing or turning purple or whatever, falling out of my head. Like I've been definitely left alone at the salon. And so that is so powerful and so good for everyone listening, communication, be yourself. And really it's all about the client. I mean, it's not about us. It is, but it's all about them. Uh, I absolutely love that. This has been such a beautiful conversation. I am so excited that we got to share a little bit of your story and your beautiful projector insight. And I, I would love to know. So I've got a couple more questions for you. What do you feel like is your life purpose? Um, I mean, obviously, as we, you know, grow and evolve, I think that that changes. Um, But I definitely feel like in this time in my life, like my main purpose is to inspire. Um, I feel like for the most part, like, for the longest part of my life, I've been kind of like lost. And this is the first time that I actually feel like I'm in charge of my direction. 
Um, and so I feel like, honestly, like right now, I'm on a huge inspirational wave and sharing just truth to what's behind the screen. Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of times, like we look up to people on social media and we have no idea the backstory of what took place in order to get that person to where they are now. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's a lot of times, like it's very rosy, it's very happy, it's very... Um, just it's big and it seems unattainable. And I feel like, honestly, when we are honest with ourselves and we're honest to our audience, we inspire way more people to actually go for it than just saying like, okay, this is what I do. This is how I do it. And I think that story helps many, many people evolve their, their own personal journeys and stories. And so I feel like right now, my, my main purpose is to inspire. Oh, I was cried there. <laughs> oh you are such an inspiration truly like I I tell James all the time like I freaking love you and I'm just so proud of you and it's you like you you have taken everything that you've learned and you've you've this is my goal with everyone who I connect with whether it's someone I'm sharing information with in dms or on clubhouse or my clients is I have a lot of information to give but it's, it's about you taking it and running with it and creating something of your own. And you have completely done that. And I tell you over and over, and for you listening to like the sky is the limit. There, there, there is no limits. There are no limits and Absolutely. you can do whatever you want. And I mean, seriously to go from zero basically a handful of clients 200 to a client list of 250 like that is impressive in like eight months like it hasn't even been a year yeah I think we I think I recently just hit about about that year yeah we just we just hit it pretty recently that is so amazing oh James I'm so freaking proud of you thank you for being on this podcast Uh, please tell my listeners how can they connect with you on social media Absolutely. You can find me at change.by.james. Um, I would love to have you. And I will probably end this with just saying thank you um, for all of your help in this journey. It's been an immense um, amount of like ups and downs, I think, <laughs> my personal journey. But I think without actually making that investment that I was so scared to make, I would have not met such a great human. And I'm thankful for you. Oh, I'm so thankful for you all of the time. Thank you for saying that. I am so excited that you wanted to do this with me. And thank you to all of the listeners for listening to this intimate conversation. And I will see you next week. Thank you for joining us this week on the Way Society podcast. I want to ask you a question. Do you want to learn more about your human design? If you said yes, I'd love to invite you to visit my website at lindsaymeans.com and sign up for the free What's Your Human Design mini course or the Big Five in Human Design bundle so you can start learning and experimenting with your own energetic blueprint. If you love this content, subscribe now so you'll never miss an episode. And remember, you can be satisfied and extremely fulfilled in your life. The secret is to turn the spotlight inward, start doing the inner work, and learn more about yourself. I'm so freaking happy that you're here, and I'll see you next Tuesday.